We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our game plan episode for the Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk about some areas where the Detroit Lions can attack that Green Bay Packers defense and some areas of concern for this upcoming game for the Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers on episode 193 of the Pride Podcast. seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in! Jared Goldberg! Yes! Detroit Lions! DJ Hawkinson! Yes! They did it! They tied it! They're an extra point away from winning this game! Oh, baby, how big is that? yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 193 on the blue are your network i am your host tyler joined by my main guy as always pierre how you doing today no malcolm with us today but how you doing today pierre i'm doing well man what's up with you tyler how much a little different time recording obviously with the Monday night game this week, it's just our schedule up a little bit. We go a little day later now. Usually, this is two days late now, but we usually start on uh, Wednesday nights. We're now here on a Friday afternoon. Talk about Lions package pregame. So this will probably be the only time where we're going to have to shift our schedule around. So usually our normal schedule will be just like, you know, every week how we did last week. So we'll probably record Wednesday night and then drop it at some point on Thursday. So it gives you guys, obviously, uh, Thursday, all of Friday, all of Saturday to listen. And if, you know, you couldn't catch right. on uh, on those days, Sunday before 1 o'clock, too. So it gives you a good amount of time where you guys could listen as well. All, obviously, you know, due to my man Malcolm getting that stuff out early enough and his editing skills. So big credit to him for getting the stuff out in time. So you guys have time to listen, obviously, before the game. But like we said, it just schedule shifts a little bit differently just because of Monday night game. But this is the only Monday night game at least scheduled for the Lions this year. And, you know, we don't really expect much uh, maneuvering and shifting to the <laughs> schedule. So this will probably be the only Monday night game for the Lions this year. So, like I said, schedule will be going back to normal starting week three when we uh, break down the Baltimore Ravens. And also, very quickly, 
Uh, predictions will not be in this episode. We're going to be doing that on Monday before the game. So join us on Spotify Green Room if you guys are interested in predictions and bold predictions. And obviously, if you guys can't make it live, we're going to have that recorded and uploaded on uh, on well as well on our feed. So you guys can always check that out as well. So if you can't make it live. So um, that was just a little maintenance I had to get out of the way. But let's get to the Green Bay Packers. Let's start off with this injury report. It's just me and Pierre today. We have no guests with us. So we're going to start off with the injury report. Um, I'll start off with the Packers injury report. And this is my two times a year uh, rant that I have to talk about. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, we have our... We don't like the Packers just because they're a good football team and they've beaten us up for years. But I will say one thing they're not good at, the the PR team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoever puts these injury reports out sucks at their job. It's just so unorganized. Like, you look at the Lions injury report, the Lions do a phenomenal job. Just uh, guys who are for no, no participant to limited to full participants. That's how it should be. But you know what the Packers do? And they love to do this every single year. And I, and every year we've done the podcast, it's going to be, uh, what, year – this is year three fully. We did – this is like our fourth season technically, but year three fully. And I, I've always had a knock on this fucking Packers injury report. It's so ass. <laughs> it's an alphabetic order. Like, it's just uh, – All right, go, go ahead. Go. go ahead. Very unorganized. But I'm going to read it their way because, you know. I'll have to shift it my way because, you know, it's it's confusing the way they have it. Um, But let's start off. So the big injury that uh, they just placed on IR a little before this time of recording is Darius Smith, obviously one of their best defensive players and a big loss for them. He is going to be placed on IR and their head coach, Matt LaFleur, said he's going to be out for a little bit. So uh, obviously he will not be playing in this game versus the Lions. So he was on the injury report, didn't practice on Thursday, but now is placed on IR. So. He will not be there on Monday. Um, and then we're going to go with guard Lucas Patrick. He hasn't participated the last two days with a concussion. That is their starting uh, left guard. So that could be a huge loss as well for them on the offensive, li- uh, offensive line. Uh, going on with the offensive line as well, Josh Myers was a full participant two days, so he expect he'll be playing. He uh, was their third-round pick, I believe, from Ohio State. Uh, tight end Josiah Ding. Degria, Degria. How do you say his name, Pierre? I believe Degara. Degara. Sorry if we mispronounced his name. He also has a concussion. He hasn't participated on Thursday or Friday. Defense alignment Tyler Lancaster is dealing with the back and ankle. He did not. He's he's been a limited participant on Thursday and Friday. Uh, safety Darnell Savage also limited the last two days. Safety Vernon Scott dealing with the hammy limited the last two days. And then Mercedes Lewis is listed on the injury report, but just veteran rest. So and that's the package injury report. So obviously it doesn't seem too bad from the injury report from the quantity standpoint, but as far as a, you know, quality standpoint, as far as their starters, you're missing some significant guys out here. So this is Darius Smith being placed on IR. They're starting left guard. Lucas Patrick hasn't participated the last two days. So he's, he's looked like he's going to be really questionable going into this game. So that's two significant pieces just right there. Um, overall, the Packers, you know, are healthy from that standpoint. But, you know, something else to the message as well, David Bakhtiari, their starting left tackle, usually is out as well. He was placed on IR before this – or he was – he's just been ruled out for the last couple of weeks. He's hurt with something. I don't remember what it was. He got is hurt he in the training camp. Is he on pop or something? I, I don't know what list he's on right now. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's out, yeah. But it, it's, very, it's very possible the Packers could be rolling with three rookie offensive linemen in this game. Because obviously no more Corey Lindsley is on the Chargers now, so they have Josh Myers at center. 
Um, and then we mentioned Lucas Patrick could be out. And then uh, Royce Newman is also their starting right guard. We're going to get into all of that. So, sorry, two rookies. John Runyon is not a rookie. But right, young, younger player with not a lot of experience. So Let's do the Lions injury report. Uh, Kevin Strong with a concussion the past two days. He hasn't practiced. He's likely out. Tyrell Williams' concussion hasn't practiced the two days. He's likely out. Rockers with a shoulder limited both days. Flowers with a shoulder limited both days. Oquara Romeo with a shoulder limited both days. DeAndre Swift with the groin limited both days. Jamal Williams with a chest limited both days. Livy Anzruki was a full practice with a hip injury uh, for both days as well. Um, none of those injuries seem concerning with the shoulder. Brackers also had a shoulder last week. I believe he played. Uh, they said Cam Swift and Williams should be good to go. I think Flowers and Romeo will be good to go as well. Anzruki is going to play. So I'm guessing Anzuruki's in, Kevin Strong's out, um, Tyrell Williams is out, and likely Tom Kennedy is in this week. Yeah, I heard Anthony Lynn saying it's probably going to be Tom Kennedy getting activated this week. Because obviously last week they had two wide receivers inactive. It was Tom Kennedy and Kadero Hodge. Yeah. So it looks like TK will step into Terrell Williams' spot dealing with the concussion. That's just a tough blow, man. T- uh, Terrell Williams obviously supposed to be the number one guy. And, you know, it's always been injuries with this guy, and he's also on the injury report right now. So, looks like he's going to miss this game. So, all right. um, Let's talk about this Packers offense now. So, obviously, this Packers team had a tough start to the season, and it's been an interesting offseason. We've we've talked about their offseason. We don't need to get into all that. Let's talk about just week one and what happened with them. So, they played the New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville because New Orleans obviously dealing with the hurricane situation so they couldn't play in their own stadium but the Saints did not lose a beat at all not playing in uh, Mercedes State uh you know the Superdome so played in Jacksonville with this game and the Packers just could not get it going all game obviously offensively and defensively but their offense only scored three points all game Aaron Rodgers was just not getting going run game could not get going and even you know the Saints weren't really you know dialing up too much pressure it was really just you know softbox and uh trying to stop Devonte adams and aaron Rodgers. they yeah. they were you know kind of daring the packers to get a run game going a little bit but you know the packers losing Corey lindsley uh no batiari i mean they're missing two significant pieces on their offensive line they could not get that run game going either with aaron jones obviously lost jamal williams to us so they have uh, dylan as their backup so I mean, really quickly you know would you see in that game with the packers you know, in their offense, like, do you think this is going to be a weakness going forward to the season, or was just a sloppy start with obviously starters not playing preseason and Rodgers missing significant time in the offseason? What's your thoughts on this Packers offense? Well, we've said a crazy things happen in week one, yeah, and that was something crazy. I think the Packers are still like a top offense. They have a great quarterback, great running game, one of the best receivers, a solid O line. We'll get into that later. Robert Tunyon's a good tight end. They, they give issues on offense. Um, they're they're talented. They are really talented. Like isn't Aaron Rodgers MVP last year? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think like last year. I mean, last game was like he's declining. I don't think it's that. I think he was just off. Like guys have a bad game, and Rodgers has a bad game. He always bounces back. Yeah, and man. he's playing the Lions defense that has a ton of corners, a ton of young corners playing, and it could get ugly. Yeah. No. I mean, I agree. I I think what we've seen around the media and. You know, I think it's a bit of an overreaction right now. It's the week one overreaction. We see that all the time. Like, if a team wins, obviously, oh, this team's going to the Super Bowl. But if they lose, this team sucks and they're declining. Like, I think people forget how good this Packers team is still going to be and how good this offense is still. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like you mentioned, he was an MVP candidate uh, last year. And 
you know, it wasn't a sharp game by any means. I'm not trying to justify Aaron Rodgers' performance because that was honestly, truthfully, one of the worst performances I've seen him play. And like, because he's just that guy, that type of quarterback. Yeah. He's always on his game, and to kind of see him, you know, just not get it going, it, it was weird and kind of satisfying at the same time being a Lions fan. You know, you every Lions <laughs> fan had that bit bit of satisfaction watching that right. game. It's like, hey, you know, is, is he declining? But I think truthfully. You know, maybe other lines will think uh, will think otherwise, but I, I just don't think that's happening this year. I think it was just a rusty start, and and it is what it is. You know, there's you know new pieces obviously on this offensive line, and it takes a minute to you know for all that to gel together. Obviously, like we mentioned, you know, you got three new offensive linemen potentially starting this game, and two of them are rookies. One of them being at guard, and one of them being center. I mean, it takes a minute to you know really get going. You know, that's why. The Kansas City Chiefs, people were wondering, like, you know, like, why is Patrick Mahomes playing the preseason? And honestly, the reason for that being because the Kansas City Chiefs had a very big turnaround on, on their offensive line. And like we said, there is that, you know, that this time to gel together. And, yeah, you know, the Chiefs, what they did, they said, we're going to play our starters a little bit so they could gel together a little bit. But the Packers didn't want to do that with Rodgers, obviously, with the whole situation in the offseason. So I understand from that standpoint. But you know, I think it was just a slow start as far as the season. I think this still this team is still one of the top teams in the NFC. I have a like a top four teams in the NFC, and they're one of those top four teams in the NFC. So I don't know. I I think you know this could be an interesting game on Monday night. You mentioned it, Rogers, when he gets embarrassed. Their home opener. Yeah, it's their home opener, and it's on national TV as well. It's a Monday night game on ESPN. So <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I feel like Rogers is gonna be motivated going into this game, honestly. Yeah, one thing with Rodgers, we've talked about this a lot, but try to keep him inside the pocket. When he gets out of the pocket, that's when he gets dangerous with his throws, he scrambles, guys get open. So if the Lions could kind of just keep him in the pocket and not let him scramble, that'll help him. And then with Aaron Jones last week, he only had five carries for nine yards. Again, that was the Saints, first of all, have a really good front. And then also they were down like a lot. So they just abandoned the run and started passing, and their passing game wasn't there either. Um now, when you look at the Lions last week, they gave up uh, 131 yards on the ground to San Francisco, and Lafleur kind of comes from that scheme. It's not as dynamic, but it's they're very similar concepts. He, he I mean, he comes from Shanahan's offense, so you you got to watch out for the Saints running. The goal is to stop the the running uh, the running game. They could do that, force Rodgers to pass. That would help the defense a lot. So you're kind of having a, an opposite game plan to what the Saints did. Because the Saints came into the game plan was, uh, we're going to dare the Packers to run the ball, and we're going to try to stop their passing game. And obviously, that happened. Because, you know, compared to last year, because I watched last year's Saints and Packers game when they were on Sunday night, and then I watched this week's Packers-Saints game. Uh, they, they were two completely different game plans. And I even heard Aaron Rodgers said himself, it was on the Pat McAfee show, I believe. Uh, they yeah. talked to him, and... And he, he Rodgers was even saying himself, like, the Saints just kind of brought a completely different, you know, look on defense this time around compared to when they played last year on Sunday Night Football. Last time, it was more they're going to dial up some more pressure. We're going to try to get to Rodgers and, you know, get the run game, you know, force the run game to get going a little bit. Where this week when they played them, it was, you know, we're going to dare Aaron Rodgers and this Packers offense to pass, which sounds crazy, but that's what they did. And they kind of just relied on their front four, front sixes, and were just trying to, you know, get to the quarterback just with their front four. There wasn't really many blitzes. So 
with your game plan, you're kind of offering a different standpoint, saying we should try to implement stopping the run first over stopping the passing game. Yeah, the reason why I say that is, first of all, the, the Saints have, like, they have great linebackers and, like, a great D-line. Their defense is, they, they have a good defense, okay? The versus the Lions, they're young. Yeah, the personnel is really good in order. Versus the Lions, they're still young, unproven. Their linebackers are average at best. Alex Anzalone is not good. Jamie Collins is solid. Derek Barnes, I mean, he's ascending, right? He's a young player. So, you just look at, you look at the Packers, what they did last week. If they could get their run game going this week, I think they're going to try to do that. Because, like I said, I mean, the Niners had, what, 131 yards rushing on Detroit. And they also, Detroit gave up, um, where is it? They gave up 319 yards passing through the air as well. Yeah. So I think if the, if the Packers get their run game going, everything else opens up for their offense. So I, I saw an interesting statistic um, for from PFF. It was the Lions were actually the team that blitzed the most on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this something you expect this Monday? Yes. I expect that to continue. Um, Aaron, Glenn, Aaron Glenn is aggressive. And I do think like Glenn is going to see what the Saints did. So it's Gamble. They both come from that scheme. They know that's going to ask that well. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they don't have the personnel that the Saints do. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you because the Lions are not in a situation where they have the, this good secondary where they could just kind of rely on their front four and, like, let Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. Like, you, you just don't have the, that personnel in your, your secondary right now. That's the biggest weakness to this Lions team right now is arguably that secondary, the receiving core either. Or, um, I mean, and they struggled badly. And, you just lost technically your cornerback one, two for the rest of the season. So right. like it's gonna be tough because obviously you got Amanio Warrior. Yeah, this is his third year and you know, he wasn't very good week one, but like we know what Amanio Warrior could do. But then after that, it's a lot of inexperience at the cornerback spot. You know, if Fatima Lafanu is gonna make his second you know, play his second professional game ever. First, uh, first ever start, so that's gonna be a, a tough task. And then obviously AJ Parker, who I thought kind of held his own week one in the nickel, didn't really yeah. have much go his way. So you just got to give credit to AJ Parker. But obviously this is only his second professional game. And then, you know, behind him, if there were someone to go down or if someone's struggling, behind that, Bobby Price converted safety to corner. And then you got Jerry Jacobs, also a guy that you know had his flashes in the camp, but you know didn't play week one either so on defense i should say he didn't play week one on defense so he got a a lot of inexperience so the game plan has to kind of be different than what the saints did and it makes it a little more difficult from the lions front so um it's not a very good matchup for the lions either just because you know it's going to be tough for the corners to go against a guy like Devontae adams and obviously aaron Rodgers because when those guys get clicking it's a very scary game and the lions run defense also wasn't very strong for that team as well, like you mentioned, with the Niners getting a run game going. So, you know, this kind of screams like a Packers offense has a very favorable matchup and they should benefit off this. But I think we have to mention as well, like we've been mentioning already, that they're missing a lot of guys on their offensive line right now. No Lucas Patrick looking like this week with a concussion. And then, um, you know, they got two... Uh, two rookies as well at their center position, Josh Myers, who I believe you said had a, a pretty solid game, and then Royce Newman, their starting right guard right now, or left guard. So He struggled a little. He gave up two pressures. Um, but he's a rookie, and he didn't give up a sack. So I think, like, we'll see what happens there. And then Elton Jenkins replaced David Bakatari. He was actually great versus the Saints, only gave up a pressure. 
Um, I could see him being like their future franchise left tackle. Once Bagatari retires, I could see this kid take over. He's really good. And obviously their right tackle, Billy Turner, we know him. He's he's whatever. Like he's a he's decent. I mean, he yeah. gave up three pressures and a sack. He's maybe their weak link. I'd say I'd say that their weak link is the right side of the line. That's Romeo, Aquara, and um insert whatever in like defensive lineman you want to insert there. Interior guy. You could put Brockers there, you could put Williams there, or uh, what we Levi. saw. Yeah, what we saw the Lions do week one, they had a lot of rotation. I mean, you know, obviously expect that in the NFL. You're gonna have a lot right. of rotation in the defensive line. But they were rotating their guys pretty often. You know, I would say almost every drive we saw a lot of new faces on the defensive line. Like one front was with Brockers Williams, then he got McNeil. Um, then another drive would be like Penicini up the middle to take uh, McNeil's spot. And then you put, um, who else would that be? Like yeah, it was like Kevin Strong, who's not going to be playing this week. So maybe, you know, those Kevin Strong snaps are probably going to go to Levi and Enrique now, you would assume. So yeah. you know, the line's got some versatility on the defensive line. It's going to be interesting because a lot of young versus young on both sides of the ball. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but again, yeah, it's a tough match just because the Lions are obviously missing out on some corners right now and the secondary just not being a strength for this team right now. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they could do with this with this run defense because that run defense was not really encouraging week one, especially on the edges, uh, attacking the edges a lot with the 49ers. So it's something I expect LaFleur in. Um, you know, to attack as well with Aaron Jones and the guys he has with uh, Kylan Hill and A.J. Dillon. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, well, the Niners, too, like with the edges, the Niners had like a lot of eye candy. We talked, they had guys going in motions left and right. Yeah. Like they have a fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. The Packers don't really use as much as eye candy. They kind of just want to like just go at you, sort of. Yeah. But I could maybe see like before maybe watching from us like, all right, if they did this, maybe we could try this a couple of times. Like I could see him maybe doing a couple of jet sweeps this week or. You know, teams copy teams. Like, what works, that happens the week after. They keep exposing your weakness until you stop it. Yeah. So I, I could see them attacking the edges. And I think they have a unique player to kind of be that guy that's like a little bit, little bit of that gadget guy. You can maybe, like you said, a jet sweep or move around as Amari Rodgers. We saw him when he could do Randall a clumps in. Randall Cobb, a little older, but yeah, like Amari yeah. Rodgers, I feel like he's like that type of receiver where you could just use him in so many different packages. And, you know, I, I expect, like you said, you know, LaFleur to maybe have some certain packages with Amari Rodgers, who I don't think really had much of a role week one for this team, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a little more expanded role this week versus the Lions. And then also another thing, like, I, I mean, we always talk about MVS, but he's a speedy guy and yeah. he's dangerous when he's like on. When he's off, he's not, but when he's on, he could beat guys vertical. So, Always got to keep an eye on him. I see Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. Alan Lazard, he's a decent number two, more of a number three in my opinion, but he's their number two. And, yeah, they got Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers and then Malik Taylor, those guys. I don't don't really know what Malik Taylor offers for this team. but (laughs) Robert Tunyon um, in the passing game, man, he's scary in the red zone. He had 11 touchdowns last year. And then Mercedes Lewis is kind of like our Darren Fells, basically just a big-ass body is going to run over people. You know, if it's a – a short passing situation, you just need a first down, or if you're on the goal line, you're looking for that big ass body who's just kind of kind of box out whoever you have on him, if it's a linebacker or if it's a safety. Yeah. That's what Mercedes does for this team as well. It's kind of like I said, our Darren Fells. Like he looks like a basketball player almost. So I'd say this, like with the with the Packers run offense and Packers uh pass on versus the Lions run and pass defense, I give both advantages to the Packers. You agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean I think if the only maybe I would say I give a little more advantage to the lines in the run game is if it's up the middle, just because the Packers have 
a lot of inexperience up that middle. Like you got Royce Newman, yeah. Josh Myers, and potentially uh, John, John Runyon, Runyon, former Michigan guy. Like that's yeah. a lot of inexperience going against guys like Michael Brockers, going against guys like Nick Williams who have experience. Um, maybe you throw in Trey in there, or you got like Levi Anzariki. So I think if you're trying to run up the A gap, I, I might actually give the advantage to the Lions. But if it's going as far as edges and you know going by ta- uh, like going Jenkins side. You know, obviously, I'm going to give the Packers the advantage there. But as far as the interior, I think I give the Lions the advantage. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, Lucas Patrick's a loss. Lucas Patrick's definitely a loss if he doesn't play this game. Yeah, he is. So, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd give the advantage to the Lions up the middle as far as the defense. So, But, yeah. Uh, I just don't up. like our linebackers, though, like in running yeah, defense. Uh, Anne's alone. He's not that good. Jamie Collins is, like, solid. But I think... Like we've said this, I think it might be time to put Derek Barnes in for Alex Anzalone. But An- is it Anzalone or Anzalone? I don't know. But Anzalone. Anzalone. Either way, um, like a pasta. Anzalone. He's like he's the captain. He's the play caller on defense. But I just think it's time to give that to Derek Barnes. I know he's a captain, but he wasn't good last week. And if he, he continues lost. to struggle, if he, continue, if he continues to struggle, you might have to put, start putting Derek Barnes in there. There's like no. I mean, I don't know. He wasn't good last week, but not a lot of guys were good last week. So we'll see what happens. We noticed at the end of the game, too, that Derek Barnes was playing linebacker, but that was because of Jamie Collins' injury. I believe he had like a little injury. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. he's not even on the injury report this week, but yeah. Yeah, but he missed the last drive, and it was Barnes in there for him. So Yeah, and he actually played solid. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He didn't mess up. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if your name's not being called, it's usually a good Glenn thing. Glenn said he had a good play in coverage where, like, they kind of got – or Garoppolo Fine. was forced to scramble or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about this Packers defense versus Lions offense that dropped 33 points week one. So, we're going to get into that. But we'll be right back. <laughs> Detroit Lions football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Detroit Lions tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charges, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all the NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick.com slash PridePodcast today and use promo code PridePodcast to save $10 on your first order of your Detroit Lions tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we are back now to talk about this Green Bay Packers defense versus Detroit Lions offense. So we just gave you a bit of a game plan that we expect to see this week from the Lions defense. So let's talk about this Green Bay Packers defense now and maybe what the Lions offense can get going. So we mentioned it already. Darius Smith is on IR, so he's going to be out for this game. Other than that, they got the personnel that they that they want, that they had you know going into the season. Not really much adjustments from that standpoint so you look at this Packers defense and they struggled badly going back to that week one performance versus the New Orleans Saints gave up 37 points Jameis Winston was on a mission that game having throwing five passing touchdowns and only throwing like 154 passing yards or some shit like that it wasn't a lot but he threw five passing touchdowns so you see this Packers defense this Packers defense has never been a strength for this team what's something that the Lions really need to get going in this game uh, the running game, the Saints, I mean, the Saints, uh, what do you call it? They ran for 171 yards on them, 4.4 yards a carry. And the Saints were moving their D-line, like moving them, literally. I think the Lions' O-line is a strength, and we saw that last week in the running game. I think the Lions' O-line could actually bully this Saints or with, with this uh, Packers front. Yeah. No, I mean, we say it every year, and it's almost coming to a point where we sound like a broken record, but... It's the same story. At least I think it's going to be the same story going into the year. The Packers do not give a flying <laughs> shit about stopping the run. Uh, well, like the way they play, they don't. I'm pretty sure they do. But the way they play, like they play a lot of too high, cover two or whatever. Now, especially with Joe Barry, Barry loves to play a lot of zone. Their new defensive coordinator. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really odd. They're... I mean, they're just not good. Dean Laurie is not that good at stopping the run. Kenny Clark, obviously, is a dog, but, you know, Ragnow, Ragnow can handle him. Um, Kinsley Kiki, like, he's a second-year player. He's not all that. He's straight. Preston Smith, I mean, he's a good pass rusher, right? Rashawn Gary, he's a good pass rusher, but are they good at stopping the run? Like, I don't know. And Their linebackers are awful. Yeah, we'll get into that. But going to their pass rush really quickly... I mean, losing to Zedarius Smith is a big loss, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, Preston Smith, you know, good football player, right? But I don't yeah. think he could be the main guy, like, as no. the number one pass rusher. Like, 
he really benefits getting, you know, the other side. Whereas Zadarius Smith is always going to get the best tackle usually, right? right? Yeah. I think Preston Smith really benefits having Zadarius Smith. Now it's going to be interesting without Zadarius Smith. How is Preston Smith going to, you know, do being the number one guy? It's going to be him and Gary now. Like, are yeah. they going to be able to hold the load? I don't know. I, I like. I don't know if I really like that for the Packers defense. I don't know if I like Preston Smith as the main guy. The thing is with Preston Smith, though, he's mainly lined up on the left side, so he'll be going up against um. Or my bad, he's he'll be going up against uh Nelson. Nelson, yeah. And Nelson, like we know, he's not the best in the uh, pass pro. Yeah. So I think that's an advantage for him. Rashawn Gary and Sewell. Gary's really athletic, but so is Sewell. I think Sewell could handle him. I do too. Yeah, Rashawn Gary to me, like even at Michigan, he didn't really play up to the hype. Like we yeah, saw no, when we watched him at Michigan. I mean, we always knew he's a talented player, obviously. But yeah. it was like it was injuries were kind of the issue with him. And he you know he's been kind of healthy so far being in the NFL and he's been solid in the NFL. Like he's not been a bad player. No, I just don't know if I like him being like getting a lot of snaps on on defense. Like I like him as a rotational piece. I don't know if I like him as a starter. He did have four pressures versus the Saints. The Saints have a good O line, so I mean, he's a solid player. He's a rock-solid yeah. player. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gives Sewell some issues. Maybe they'll move Smith and Gary around because I do like to move their D-line around. We've talked about that before. They like to put their matchups, like their strengths on the defense's weaknesses. So yeah. we'll see if they move those guys around. Um, their interior guys, though, well, they call them ends because they run a 3-4, like Laurie and Kiki. They, they don't really scare me, I'm going to be honest. Kenny Clark, obviously, is really good. But Ragnar, I think Ragnar can handle him, so... I'm not really scared of their D-line as much anymore. If Zedarius was in there, it'd be a different story. He's oh, their yeah, best no. pass rusher. He changed um, the game plan a lot. Yeah. So, but don't sleep on Gary and Smith. They could, they could. Like, no. Smith always gives us issues, and then Gary's an athletic kid. So. Yeah. No, but I think compared to the front we played last week in the Lions, I, getting a run game going was encouraging. So, yeah. This is where it could favor the Lions, and this is where you could, what you could maybe steal a game at Lambeau. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: you could maybe steal a game at Lambeau if you could control the time of possession, like significantly control the time of possession, and you know just get your run game going. And the Lions did that last week versus a good front. So like, if the Lions could have those long drives, like you remember that Saints game last year when the Lions played the Saints week four, and the Saints were just taking long ass drives, and that clock was just killing. Yeah. Dan Campbell comes from that system. I I really think they're going to try to get this run game going. And it's something they would have done more last week if they weren't down so big. If the, Lions, if the Lions come into a position where they could just run this ball and, you know, take a little load off Jared Goff and he's not passing the ball as much, they can get this offense going and you maybe just maybe steal the game in Lambeau. Yeah, um... Like, I literally have on my thing, Lions game plan, run the ball, control the T.O.P. T.O.P.'s time possession. So yeah. we both agree on that. Um, the thing is, too, with this, like, with this defense, like, let's get into, like, their linebackers. Devontae Campbell and Chris Barnes are not good linebackers. And actually, there was, like, a rumor today that the Packers are looking for linebackers via the trade market. So that tells you how much they trust their linebackers. Um, their corners, Jair Alexander, he's becoming one of the best corners in the league, maybe top five. You can make the case. Kevin King, I mean, I don't think he should be starting. I think the rookie should be starting. Tyson Campbell, is it? Yeah, from Georgia. Yeah, I think he should start, but Kevin King is still starting. Shannon Sullivan, we've talked about him. He's a solid nickel corner. Their safeties are both really good, Savage and Amos. 
Um, but like if you have Campbell or Barnes on like Hawk or Swift or Williams, I go at him all day. And Kevin King, I go at Kevin King all day. Like remember Stafford last year, like picked on Kevin King all the time. Do you remember Tom Brady throwing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Touchdown. Like to on, to half. <laughs> yeah, everyone picks on Kevin King. To me, run the ball and you have to be effective on first and second down. Like you can't have stupid penalties like last week. They had stupid penalties that got called back and all that. You don't want to be in first and long situations because that kind of takes away your run game. Um, and like on I forgot to say this, but on offense, they want to have better first and second down defense because the Lions, I think the Niners only punted the ball, what was it, once or twice last week? One time, and then, what, you forced the one turnover at the end of the game? Yeah, so... Or, I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot the Jimmy Garoppolo fumble, so two turnovers. Yeah. You got to get off the field on defense. If you don't, it's going to be another long day. I don't know how they're going to do that, but... Yeah, they, they need to control the clock on offense and then play better first and second down defense to have a chance. But that's asking a lot. Yeah, You have rookie corners playing, you have... Um, inexperienced wide receivers, like not a lot of like chemistry with God. Trinity Benson just came in. Ahmed Ross St. Brown's a rookie. Um, who am I missing? Oh, yeah, Khalif Raymond was hurt during camp. So there's just not like a lot of chemistry with, with these wide receivers right now. Am I crazy to think this could be a shootout? It's possible. I, I don't know what you mean by shootout because like the Lions don't want it to be a shootout. I'm saying it. Where teams are gonna, I think both teams could score twenty-eight plus this game. That's possible, but what the Lions want to do is they want to run the ball. They don't want to go into a passing matchup. They want to run the ball. If no, they go into a passing matchup, they're gonna lose for sure. But like they have some favorable matchups as well on offense. Like not, I know we just talked about the run game, but they also have a very big, you know, I would say advantage with Devondre Campbell. I mean, we talked about him last year. He was on the Cardinals last year. <laughs> I remember. I remember this exactly. It was week three. We played the Cardinals. And it was something I I wanted to do so badly, and Patricia didn't really do it that much. I actually brought up the stats for this game. So the Lions played the Cardinals with Campbell starting at linebacker. Hawkinson got four receptions for 53 yards, zero touchdowns. That was a matchup the Lions should have abused way more. I know they won the game, but that was a matchup the Lions should have abused way more last year. Yeah. I want to see this week, maybe with Anthony Lynn, maybe use Hawkinson even more. Uh, it will. Not not more than week one, I'm saying. More with this matchup compared to when we did it last year. Because I, I think Hawkinson should have a bigger day than four receptions and 53 yards for Devondre Campbell. Well, that's if. Like, I could see the Packers, like, bringing one of their safeties because their safeties are good in coverage and matching up on Hawk. But, again, they play they play a lot of zone. They don't really play that much man. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Even if you do that, I think Hawkinson should have more than four receptions and 53 yards. No yeah, question. I'll take Hawk over all these guys. I'll take Hawk over his Amos, over Savage, over their linebackers. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have much insight on Chris Barnes. I just don't really know much about the guy. But, like, I don't really So, expect- last year in coverage, he allowed a 110 passer rating, and he wasn't that good in run defense. Um, like, it's hard to judge off one game, so I kind of went off last year's numbers a little. That's 110 cool. passer rating in coverage is not good, and then not the best in run defense either. It tells you, bro, the Packers are are shopping for linebackers right now. They've called teams around, so it tells you what they think about their guys. Uh-huh. I mean, the Packers' secondary is, like, it's decent. Their, their front seven against the run is not all that. Except you, I've seen their pass results also took a hit. So the Lions could 
um, they could expose that, right? We we said they could they can move them and stuff, but I don't know if they have enough firepower. If Aaron Rodgers decides to air it out and they decide to go all out, I don't know if the Lions have enough firepower to match up with that. Yeah, it, it, if the Lions can play their game, this is not a good matchup. But if the Lions yeah. can play their game and limit Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense, maybe you can. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting game. I mean, this defense is not great for the Packers. So No, it's not. And, and Joe and Barry, the, like, he has a history of being a bad defense coordinator in this league. I don't know why they hired him, but they went with him. They fired Mike Pettine. They hired Joe Barry. And we saw week one. They were lost. But, again, that's only week one. I don't, I don't want to overreact. But, in general, the Packers defense hasn't just been, like, especially with Smith out. I don't think they're that good. Yeah. No, so I mean, and the Lions could play their game here, and that's obviously getting the run game going. Like if like that's a good matchup for this team, so yeah. hopefully the Lions could keep in you know fair margin in this game, so they could stick to their game plan and they could stick to the run game rather like last week where they kind of had to abandon it a lot earlier than expected, and then Goff it still fifty plus times. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the Lions could you know stick to the game plan a little bit more and get the run game again, uh, get the run game going a little bit longer because. You know, the defense could keep a margin. So we'll see. Um, it should be a very interesting game because I think there are favorable matchups, obviously, on both sides. Like we mentioned, the Packers offense have a favorable matchup with their passing game, with our Lions, our, our young secondary. And then uh, with Jones, we think they have a favorable matchup potentially on the edges as well with their tackles. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, game in general. I think on the offense, though, the Lions definitely have a favorable matchup. Lions run offense over their run defense. Yeah. Pass defense, pass offense, I still don't know. I want to see, like, the Lions. I would probably give the edge to the Packers just because yeah. ours is very inexperienced with no Terrell Williams as well. I mean, I, I think Jahir Alexander could take care of any of our guys right now if it comes to, you know, if they played man coverage, which they don't. So, yeah. you know, overall, I agree. I think our second. Their secondary versus our receivers, I'd probably give the edge to the Packers. But as far as the Lions' run game versus the Packers' interior, I give the Lions the edge. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, there are some favorable matchups and not so favorable matchups. It depends what side of the ball you're talking about. But overall, bro, I think Aaron Rodgers is just licking his chops. Like Amani Warrior, Ifatsumelfanu, AJ Parker, I'm coming for you. Yeah, that's what it feels like because he he had a really bad game last week. And he wants to prove everyone wrong. Everyone was saying, oh, he's not into it, blah, 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 and he heard all that. And you know how Rodgers is. He's motivated. So I think he's going to – and even Devontae Adams didn't have the best game last week. I think those two guys, apparently it's their last dance or whatever you want to call it, right? I think they're going to come out and just put on a show. Monday Night Football, their home opener. Last home opener together? Possibly, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just – I don't know. If, if he could somehow surprise us, right, that would be interesting. I don't know if I see it, though. Um, Not this early. No, nah, the, the Lions are young, man. Like, we got to give them time to develop. And this is how you develop. You play great players. You play great teams. You make your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. You correct them, and you develop. Yep. Sure. No, I, I think some things to look out for this week. And we're going to talk a little bit more on that on, uh, on Monday, sorry, when we do our pregame show on Spotify. But, yeah. you know, I think some things to look out for, obviously, Panay Sewell, game two, we'll see what he can do. I thought it would have been a lot more interesting if Zedaria Smith is not, was playing in this game, but obviously he's not. So um, look out for Panay Sewell. Look out for this line secondary. Hopefully they could rebound a little bit better. And then Levi Anzariki will be making his debut, so that should be something to keep up with. And I think that's going to be pretty exciting. 
Yeah, and then also, um, so this is like not news for this game, but Hank Fraley said right now the plans are when Decker comes back, because Decker's a left tackle, and so is a right tackle. I wouldn't read too much into that, though, because Campbell said we'll yeah, see. We're, we're early, man. I, yeah, I don't, so I don't want to we'll see that. what happens with that. Um, but it's it's an interesting debate to have. If Sewell continues to play like how he did and improve, obviously his pass protection isn't the best yet, but it'll get better. His yeah. run defense is like out of this. I mean, his run like he moves people in the running game. So and I assume that's probably in the conversation whether they have on Monday before the game, or we're gonna have in our post game show. It's gonna be either one. We're gonna have a conversation of how Penisol did and what the line should do going forward. So we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be an interesting matchup on Monday. He's gonna be playing on national TV, so everyone's gonna get a, get to get a look at Penisol this week. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, guys. I think with that. That is a wrap to this episode of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed our pregame coverage of the Green Bay Packers. And like I said, we will be live on Spotify Monday before the game. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be doing more of this and talking about the official inactive. So we'll know all that, who's in, who's out. We'll talk about that officially. And we'll talk about our postgame thoughts after the, the Lions-Packers game as well. So stay tuned for that. And then we'll have another postgame show as well where... It's a day later and our thoughts are a little more, you know, processed and we could you know, rewatch some other stuff where, right. you know, right after the game, you're a little high or you're excited. There's a little more, you know, I think it's just a good reaction, but whatever. All right. We'll be back on Monday. So stay tuned for that and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you guys are listening. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you have a great weekend and I'm out. Peace.